Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness here on... 1250 AM, The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Looking forward to today's show. Sam Dykstra from MLB.com, MLB Pipeline, uh, will join us coming up uh, in the second segment of the show. There's some Brewer prospects just killing it right now. Joey Weimer being one of them. And you wrote a little uh, write-up on Joey Weimer uh, that Adam McKelvey had tweeted out earlier today. I saw it. I was like, oh, perfect. So uh, Sam Dykstra joins us coming up here in about 15 minutes. Also, John Greenberg of the Milwaukee Admirals. Admirals, uh, next round of their playoffs uh, underway against the Chicago Wolves. Get your tickets for Game 3 on Wednesday uh, against the Wolves at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. If there needs to be a Game 4, it's best of five series, all you have to do is get your tickets online once those go on sale. That would be on Friday, uh, May 27th. So those two guys both coming up. Got to start first with some breaking news from earlier today. Really didn't do it on the big show. More of a Milwaukee-based thing uh, than a statewide-based thing. So saved it for Madness to lead off the show. Uh, I know AR is fired up, I think, because I think, and maybe I was hearing things wrong, I thought I heard him yelling. Uh, when he saw it, was that is that true? Were you hooting and hollering? Well, I don't know about hooting, maybe hollering. Hollering, maybe yes. Maybe some tomfoolery. Yes, he, he uh, was pretty excited. Uh, my girl was very excited because had, she had texted me prior to Adam actually seeing it uh, as well. If you don't know what we're talking about, let me tell you what we're talking about. Uh, so Casmeric Enterprises and Bear Development out of Kenosha uh, have agreed to purchase an 11-acre parcel of a large site owned by Marquette University for a project. What is the project? Uh, the project is a sports and entertainment complex uh, for the downtown site. The new plan will include an indoor concert venue to be operated by the Pabst Theater Group, a hotel, multifamily residential units, 
retail, food and beverage, and a new stadium to house a professional soccer team. I'm assuming that means MSL. Or MLS, right? Uh, so this is where I come in, Sparky. Oh, good, good. I was, uh, because I have to thank Twitter because I was as confused as many people thinking, oh, professional soccer, does this mean we're getting an MLS team in Milwaukee? No, you gotta go be, through the whole process. Yeah, that you gotta would be start. Mind blowing. You gotta start at the club level and then apply for expansion and there's a long process that goes with that. Exactly. So, uh, thanks to that clerk, Rachel, on Twitter for helping explain kind of what's going on to me. And she said that during, or by reading kind of between the lines in the press announcement, this would be in all likelihood a USL Championship League team, which is in sort of the pecking order of soccer. It's one step below MLS. She equated it to if Milwaukee got a AAA baseball team. Correct. But you use that in order to try and then ask for your uh, ability to get into the MLS. It's your proving ground, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, to get to that point. Either way, it's going to be uh, amazing. Now, six years ago, this is from on Milwaukee. Six years ago, Marquette University announced plans for a complex on the 12-acre site it owns between I-794, North 6th Street, Michigan Street, and the Marquette Interchange. But that development, an athletic and human performance research center, was ultimately scaled back and built on 12th and Wells Street. Uh, located in the heart of downtown at the north end of the 6th Street Viaduct and near freeway entrance and exit ramps, the site is easily accessible. The southeast corner of it is located a block from the Hop Streetcar Terminus, and it is a block from the MCTS bus routes along Wisconsin Avenue. The concert venue will have a capacity of 3,500 and is expected to host more than 300 events annually, including up to 100 nights of performances by national touring acts. I just say, you know, we talk about, because it's a sports talk station, we talk about how fortunate we are to um, be alive and living while the Brewers are doing what they've been doing for the last how many years. Uh, the Bucks having a superstar player and winning a championship and having the best player in the NBA in Giannis. Uh, the Packers, back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks and Super Bowl titles uh, for both of those quarterbacks. How fortunate we are to live in the state and live in uh, the area that we live with our favorite teams doing as well as they are. Can I just say how cool it is if you think back to kind of like how everything was prior to Pfizer Forum. How the landscape of downtown was, kind of where we were um, from a downtown uh, perspective, to where we are now and where it's going. I mean, it's insane. If you think about the amount of change that has occurred since that Pfizer Forum Stadium was approved. And I know... A lot of people don't like giving credit to the Bucks ownership because of political differences or whatever the case may be. And that's that's fine. I'm not asking you to like anybody. But the growth of downtown and the surrounding area since that stadium came in, that that's that's a pat on the back to them. They kind of saw the future of what all of this could be. And started to get people to rally behind them and get on board with the idea and concept of what this could be. 
if downtown wasn't doing what it's been doing, this project here, I, I doubt this project ever would have happened. This project could have happened years ago. Didn't, but it's happening now. I mean, now you're talking about a chance to have another pro league in downtown Milwaukee. Another one. Now, I realize many of you, and Adam already brought it up to me since since he moved here from lacrosse, NHL team in Milwaukee. Oh, boy. Damn. So when Pfizer Forum was first an idea, there were a lot of people that said, screw the NBA, screw the Bucks. I'd rather have an NHL team. There were quite a few people that wanted that idea. The one area where we all agreed was, you can't have both. Like, there's just no way both would survive in Milwaukee. I just don't know if there's enough entertainment dollar to go around, plus everything else that you have going on. So, NHL, probably not going to happen. Plus, you have the Blackhawks thing and everything else. So, probably never going to see that, necessarily, Not at least not in Milwaukee. But, to add soccer to this whole thing, and then add another concert venue to go along with it, in more of a um, smaller setting, quaint setting, more so than a huge basketball stadium, I love it. I, I just, I just think it's absolutely amazing uh, that now they're going to be able to add this to it. Very, very happy. The proposed stadium would seat eight thousand people and serve not only as the home field for Marquette men's and women's soccer teams, but also for a professional team. Press release says a professional soccer league affiliation will be announced soon. So they've already got it all locked in. Whoever it is, they already have it locked in. Um, Milwaukee is one of the greatest sports cities in the U.S., and we are excited to bring professional outdoor soccer to the community, says Jim Kazmarek, uh, who, of course, has been around here forever and a day. He's also the lead owner of forward Madison FC, Madison's United States League One soccer franchise. He's also CEO and owner of Capital Metal Stamping. Again, which we all know. The 140-room upscale hotel will be owned by Bear Development and plans call for a bar and restaurant overlooking the stadium. A brand affiliation was not announced on Friday. Along the western edge of the land will be 99 multifamily housing units. No information was released about whether or not the units will be market rate, affordable, or a mix of both. The timeline, according to On Milwaukee, an ambitious one, with groundbreaking expected later this year and a projected completion in the spring of 2024. The former Ramadi Inn will need to be demolished. Tenants of two other buildings on the site will have to be relocated. Man, I don't know, man. And again, not everybody are soccer fans. I understand. Even if you're not a soccer fan, it's cool that you're taking a piece of land that had nothing really going on with it and turning it into something that now will be occupied by people. And if you're not a soccer fan, maybe you're a music fan, right? Maybe you're, you're, you're into that, uh, that area. Then this little quaint indoor music venue is perfect. 3,500 people. That's not a ton of people. That's smaller than the Al McGuire Center. Al McGuire Center is what? 5,000, I think, something like that. So to me, it's a no brainer. Like this is a win win for the city and, and everybody involved. And if it leads to an MLS team at some point, I'll be excited. Uh, Mike the Painter, uh, you're up on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up? Sparky, this is huge for Milwaukee and you really gotta 
take your hats off to Herb Cole. You know, Herb Cole told the guys that, you know, he'd sell them the team as long as they kept it here in Milwaukee. And there's just a no-brainer not to, you know, pull Milwaukee bucks away from, you know, the city of Milwaukee. But just to have that stipulation in there to sell the team, that's hats off to Herb Cole again. You know, this is just awesome for Milwaukee. Yeah, it is. It is really good for Milwaukee. Thanks for the call. And, yeah, Herb, I'm not sure how we wrap Herb Cole into this, but sure. Yeah, fine. Way to go, Herb Cole. Uh, fine, Mike. If that's what you want to do, I'll, I'll say way to go, Herb Cole. Um, I don't think there was ever a chance this team was ever leaving Milwaukee. I don't think it ever got close to even that even being a consideration. You set me straight when I brought that up when we were talking about one uh, of the, Miller Park or no, Anthem, whatever. It was one of the easiest stadium deals I've ever seen in my life, getting Pfizer Forum passed and done. Like, I don't – it really was. And I told Peter Fagan when it happened, like, that has to be one of the easiest ones I've ever seen. That wasn't obviously easy for him. But as far as public perception and any type of uh, anti – uh, notion to it. There were some people that didn't want it, but there wasn't anything like there was back for County Stadium. That was a nightmare. That almost didn't happen. They almost did end up leaving uh, and could have left at that point. At that point, Charlotte was hot to trot for the White Sox or the Brewers, I want to say, were the two teams they were trying to get. So that could have happened for sure. That was a legitimate possibility. That one almost didn't get done. And now the irony is that Carolina is part of Milwaukee's minor league affiliation. Right. And they never got a team. All those years ago, they still never, ever uh, got a team, which is completely uh, amazing to me that it never ended up getting done. Uh, okay. So coming up next, Sam Dykstra, MLB Pipeline, uh, you know Jim Callis and all the guys over there uh, do a great job uh, with uh, what they do. Uh, analyzing farm systems, prospects, the amateur draft, all that stuff. Uh, and Sam Dykstra uh, wrote a little blurb on the uh, top power prospect, I guess you could say, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Joey Weimer, who blew up onto the scene last year and has not slowed down by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on him and maybe some prospects that, you know, maybe the Brewers might consider dealing uh, at some point here between now and the trade deadline. Uh, from posi- from you know uh, a position of strength uh, from their farm system. So we'll get into all that. Sam Dykstra coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. President of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg, comes up in the next segment. As next round of the playoffs about to get underway this weekend, them and the Chicago Wolves. Joining me now. One of our minor league experts uh, on the show. He is Sam Dykstra. Follow him on Twitter at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B, of course, reporter with MLB Pipeline. Sam, thanks for coming on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks so much for having me again. Absolutely. Saw uh, Adam McKelvey uh, retweet a piece uh, that you all did over there at MLB Pipeline. Uh, put it together, you know, each team's top power prospect. Uh, and you uh, had a, a nice little something to say about Joey Weimer, uh, which is the Brewers outfields prospect who blew up on the scene last year. And it's funny because the first line in this little write-up is, ever seen a tornado swing a baseball bat? Question mark. It's a little bit like watching a Weimer plate appearance. Please do explain because we have watched Carlos Gomez in Milwaukee. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, I, Joey Weimer is one of my favorite at-bats to watch in all of minor league baseball, having gotten to see it last year in his first full season 
having gotten to see it last year at the Arizona Fall League and now at AA Biloxi. It's a very kinetic swing. There's some moving parts to it. He has changed it over the years since he was playing at uh, Cincinnati in college, but it's still, you know, the the energy of the swing is where he gets a lot of his power, and that's why we added him to that list. It's plus power right now. It's playing everywhere he's he's gone. That's included now the minor second highest level. It's just super fun to watch, and if you ever get a chance to see some of his highlights, and there are plenty of them, I highly recommend it. All right, so he's the number two prospect uh, for the Brewers. Number one prospect, obviously, last year, Sal Fraley gets uh, drafted and already has been at Wisconsin uh, and now at Biloxi uh, at double A. Tell us about how he's looked to this point because, honestly, looking at his numbers, 304 on base, 341 slugging, not all that great. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing for him um, starting out now. I mean, the Brewers sent him to high A Wisconsin to begin the season. Uh, which is a normal track for college draft picks. And then they moved him on pretty quick. They must have thought, hey, this guy's not being very challenged here. Now he's at double-A Biloxi with Joey Weimer, with Garrett Mitchell, another first-round pick from a couple years back. It's a loaded outfield. It might be the most loaded in minor league baseball. Freilich right now is still feeling his way around it. It, It's not a huge surprise to get him off to a little bit of a slow start at double-A. Seems like he's coming around. He picked up three hits in one game the other day. Um, I'm sure it's just an adjustment period. A lot of people I talk to say the biggest jump outside of AAA to the majors is high A to double A because you're seeing guys there, maybe with some major league experience, guys who can definitely potentially pitch in the majors very soon. Uh, and so, you know, Freilich right now, he's not going to be a huge power guy. That's never going to be his thing. But he has a good hit tool, and I expect that to come around with more experience down there in Biloxi. You brought up Garrett Mitchell. He made that transition last year, hit 359, 508 on base, 620 slugging at Appleton, went to Biloxi and sucked. 186, 291 on base, 264 slugging. He sucks less this year, 224 average, 331 on base, 346 uh, slugging. I loved the Garrett Mitchell pick. I loved what I saw at Wisconsin last year. Uh, what can you make of Garrett Mitchell's struggle so far this year? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with Garrett Mitchell is there is some raw power in there. I'm sure a lot of what a lot of folks in Milwaukee saw uh, was him be really good last year at spring training and thinking, oh, this guy can move along pretty quick. The, my issue with Garrett Mitchell right now is he puts the ball on the ground way too much. It's been roughly 60% of the time every stop he's made. And you can get away with that in high A, double A. There's going to be better infielders. It's going to kind of blunt your power. If he's putting the ball on the ground this much, then it's a problem. Yes, he's going to turn some you know, ground balls into singles because the speed is certainly there, and, and that's always going to play, and he's maybe going to turn some singles into doubles. But we need to start seeing some power out of him. And you know, when he's striking out as much as he's doing right now, which is 32.3% of the time, that's not going to help either. There are some skills there. I still expect Eric Mitchell to be a major leaguer someday, but we thought it was a potential – everyday center fielder at one point and now it's becoming more of a potential uh bench bat or pinch runner type uh who can bring up you know come off the bat and give you some of that but not be up to the standards of an everyday player and definitely not up to the standards of where he was drafted uh all right let's also uh talk about bryce terrain because this guy if he would comes out a year earlier might have been the number one overall pick uh instead comes out when he does falls because of the previous year not being all that great uh and now he's in nashville Looking at his numbers, his slugging percentage is the highest it's ever been uh, since he was drafted back in 2018. I don't know where he plays at the major league level right now for the Brewers, 
uh, being a guy that can play shortstop second and maybe third base, I guess, at some point? Yeah, I mean, it's actually been interesting. They've given him five starts in center field uh, this year so far in AAA. That's just because he's such an athletic player. Um, they want him up the middle in, in some fashion. You, know, you mentioned Adam McAlvey before. I was having a conversation with him earlier, and he thought you know maybe Bryce Durant could come up at some point very soon because of the injuries to Willie Adamas. Obviously, the Brewers have gone up another direction. But Bryce Durant, yes, the slugging is up this year, and I had some people in the organization try to tell me they think he can be a 15-homer guy at some point. I don't know if he, he's going to get there. That seems a little optimistic optimistic to me uh it's always just going to be the hit tool that drives it for him he's got some speed like you said and the athleticism um but at some point he needs to be above league average he's basically been league average everywhere he's played over the last three seasons uh at some point you need to be better that than that to get the call right now he's got a wrc plus at nashville of 103 slightly above average and that's good but uh if he's going to really press milwaukee to find a spot for him in that lineup and again the places he's going to play are pretty well covered right now. He needs to get that up to 110, 120. That could come with experience. He's only 22 years old right now, so time still on his side. I'm curious from you, you know, because obviously this the, the major league club right now uh, is in first place. No real shock there necessarily. Uh, everybody expects him to be in the playoffs. I don't think there's a surprise there. But you also have to expect David Stearns uh, to and Matt Arnold to make a move of some sort or two between now and the uh, the MLB trade deadline uh, coming up a couple months from now. Now, again, players could get hurt. Who knows how this plays out and who knows what they need? What would you say is a, a possession, a position of strength for this Brewers team that if 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 they're looking to move guys? It may come from this position. Outside, looking in, not knowing nearly as much about this as you do, it appears outfield might be one of them. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely outfield. I mean, the second you asked that question, dinged in my mind that it's outfield. Again, I I mentioned that Oluxie lineup right now with Sprelick, with Weimer, with Mitchell, talking to some people in the spring of how are they going to make that work. They were going to rotate those guys around. All three could play center field. At some point, that's going to be a good problem for Milwaukee. Maybe they try to solve that by dealing one of those guys away at the trade deadline. Um, but, you know, they have another round of outfielders coming up from behind them pretty that are pretty good, too. Um, Hedbert Perez, a little bit of a difficult year. But Jackson Churio, if there's anybody up there who doesn't know of Jackson Churio yet, be sure to look him up. He's coming up fast. He's only 18 years old. He's already at low A, um, and he's tearing it up there. He could eventually be the top prospect in the system if this continues. Really? Um, so, if, yeah. Okay. If well, I don't know much about Jackson Cheerio, so please educate. Yeah. So he was signed in January 2021. Obviously, still very much in the beginning of his career right now. 1.8 million dollars is what he signed for. Um, above average hitter. He's batting 340 right now in Carolina. It's only 13 games. I get that, um, but he's showing a little bit of power with a homer and eight doubles. Uh, he has athleticism as well. The arm's a little bit behind everything, but it's a potential above-average bat from the right side. And again, as a plus runner, maybe you stick him in center field, and that's another center field option for the Brewers, Man. as if they need that. But he he only turned 18 in March. He's essentially the age of a high school senior here in the wow. state. See, and that's, that's the thing, man. When you start talking about the international players and being able to sign these kids at like 16 years old, uh, the amount of time that you can wait on these guys before you expect anything, and then when they're ready... I mean, you sign somebody that's 16, 17 years old, and five years later, 
all of a sudden, let's say they're ready. They're only 21 coming into the big leagues versus a, a kid that's going to college um, for you know three years and then coming out. The amount of money you can make is significantly different. And you look like at Burns and Woodruff and those guys, they're going to be in their 30s before they hit that big number. Uh, and this Jackson Jurio kid will definitely not be close to it when he hits his first big number. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how things are going to work out. But I always keep an eye on how aggressively are these international prospects being pushed. He was in the Dominican Summer League last year. Now, you know, a normal path would mean he probably starts out this year in the Arizona Complex, gets used to stateside ball a little bit uh, in a place where they can shelter him and, and get him used to just life in the States. But the fact that he didn't last that extended spring training very long because they, they decided, hey, this guy needs the challenge. We need to send him to Carolina, which is a whole, you know, a uh, whole other thing in that you are no longer at the complex. You're in a different state. You're learning a whole bunch of new things all at once. And by the way, you're producing every day at the plate is, is really significant. And it's been a super exciting start for him. What about the middle of the field, shortstop, second base? I mean, that is an area that Stearns and company love drafting when it comes to the draft. They love their middle infielders and then figuring out where they're going to play them later. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Black kind of fits that to a T. He's their number six prospect right now. He was 33rd overall pick last year as a potential plus hitter from the left side. Batting 289, 421 OBP right now at high A, Wisconsin. If they move Freilich pretty quick, Black is performing almost as well, if not equally as well, as he did. I would not be surprised to see him get a spot there. But talking to him in the spring, he said he was prepared to move all around. Um, yeah, it, he has more value if he's at second base over a third base or a corner outfield spot. But the bat is going to be the thing that plays for him um, coming out of, of Canada. And also, folks listening to this right now, keep an eye on Felix Valerio. We have him at number 11 right now, but he is a plus, uh, plus hitter himself from the right side, 282 average right now. He's slugging better than we expected at 509. He stands only five foot seven. So the Brewers really don't know where to play him, where he's going to play, but he keeps forcing the issue with his bat. And he's right there alongside Weimer as maybe the best performer at Biloxi so far and putting up regularly, you know, tape measure shots as a home run hitter. Uh, he will try to put Altuve next to him because he's a very small guy. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to put that on his shoulders. But he surprises a lot of people with the power for his size, and he's another guy who could be in that middle infield mix. 5'7", 165, that's like my size. I mean, I'm 15 pounds lighter than that, but good God. I mean, that is crazy to have that type of power. Sam Dykstra, follow him on Twitter at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B, and, of course, at MLB Pipeline uh, as well. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Thanks so much for reaching out. You bet you take care. There he is, Sam Dykstra. on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Only Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Coming up next, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg, as we talk about the next round of the playoffs for the Milwaukee Admirals. It's them and the ugh, Chicago Wolves. We'll discuss straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Lakeland.edu slash get started. You know, weather forecasts stink. Can I just say that? They just stink. And I'm not blaming any meteorologists for getting anything wrong or nothing else. But you go on these websites, right? So, like, pick a, a TV station website or one of the generic other websites like AccuWeather, Weather.com, or whatever the case may be. You pick any of these websites. And you go and you look at the hourly and you go, okay, let's see what the weather looks like. So that's what I do because I got kids in sports. One has a soccer game, six-year-old, and I got a high schooler that's got a doubleheader uh, today as well. So, okay. So as I'm looking at the forecast throughout the day, it's the rain is pushing back. And it's like, okay, looks like we're not going to get rain till seven, eight o'clock. I even went on a one TV station website. And did the future forecast for how this was all going to play out on the radar. No rain until at least 7 or 8 o'clock tonight. Like, it just, nothing ever even comes close to the Milwaukee area. I look outside my window in Hales Corners. It is pouring rain, and now the wind has stopped, but it was windy on top of everything else. Unbelievable. Un-freaking-believable. So now I'm guessing none of the sporting events that I thought was going to happen is actually going to happen now uh, here at the end of the day. Golly. Better than snow, though. Not going to complain too loud. Still better than snow uh, at the end of the day. All right. uh, Getting ready to join us now. He is on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He is president of the Milwaukee Admirals, the one and only John Greenberg. John, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, okay. First things first. Uh, congratulations on getting through the first round of the playoffs uh, against the Manitoba Moose. I thought it was going to go relatively smoothly, a little bumps in the road, but you got through it. We got through it, and uh, you know I didn't anticipate it being uh, a sweep for sure. I mean, that uh, would have been a heck of an accomplishment. Uh, you know, that was a pretty good team up there, but uh, uh, we managed to score one more goal than they did in Game 5, and that's all that matters, so Won a playoff series for the first time since 2011, and now on to the next uh, next round. How, how were the fans? Were they loud? How, how were they? Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, games one and two, 
here uh, were unbelievable. And they were great hockey games, edge of your seat, uh, literally down to the last second in both games. And uh, people were totally into it. And you know, our attendance was up about 15% good. over uh, our previous you know, playoff games. So uh, good start. And now we just have to capitalize and keep going. All right. So now the, the hated uh, Chicago Wolves. Uh, next, uh, and the way this series plays out is they have home ice in this one, correct? Correct. They actually have the best record of the league for the regular season. So, um, so we'll start there uh, tomorrow and Sunday and come home then for game three on Wednesday, uh, game four if necessary on Friday, and then uh, a game seven would be in Chicago on the 29th. Okay, so what now does this mean for Admirals fans? You can buy your tickets now, correct, for next Wednesday's absolutely. Game 3? Yes, absolutely. And uh, we're the, there's tickets as low as 10 bucks. There uh, we go. This round. Yeah, so, um, you know, the range of uh, ticket prices for this round goes from uh, 10 up a, up to $33. So glass seats are thirty-three bucks uh, down to ten bucks. So it's um, you know again still really affordable to be able to to come out and uh, we could really use as many people as we we want. We ex- we anticipate some Chicago people coming up here. So I don't need all the arena north. Oh, so if we could please get people Admirals fans to come out and uh, be part of this, that would be awesome. That's awesome. Hey, uh, separate from the pl- the playoff thing. Before we get to the viewing parties that you guys got coming up, what, what is this that I, I that I, I saw? Because I, I don't know what it is. Uh, the Admirals uh, announced that the team has signed forward uh, Navrin Mutter. Is that how you said? To yeah, an yeah. amateur tryout contract. Can I get one of those? How much does that pay? <laughs> it pays nothing. Oh, uh, that's the way it allows you to remain an amateur. But uh, uh, this is a t- very common uh, thing at this time of the year. Where you've got college uh, free agents, you've got uh, draft picks that are just coming in really for the experience of being with the team at the most important games, and these are guys that are, you know, going to be looked at for next season. Uh, but we really just want to get them indoctrinated into what we're doing, and there's a chance, outside chance, that they'll, you know, some somebody that has an ATO or a PTO, a PTO would be a professional tryout contract where this has been a guy who's been around already and, um, you know, has a little bit different contract status, might have a, uh, a chance to, see, you know, get a, a chance to skate a few shifts. And really at this point, we, uh, we're going with the guys who got us here. And uh, um, the only exception to that has been a young man named Yusuf Parsonen who played all season over in Finland uh, at their highest level. He's a national draft pick. He came over here, actually scored a goal uh, in Manitoba in the deciding game. So, um, he's a kid who's uh, earned his way into the lineup, and so you know we've got a lot of guys in the room right now. But uh, uh, really, the guys who uh, we brought uh, who brought us this far are the ones who are going to play. All right, so get tickets for Wednesday, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Then if they win either one of these two games in Chicago, you'll be able to get tickets for next Friday as well. My birthday, by the way, next Friday the twenty seventh. Excellent. Hey, uh, so viewing parties for these first two, I, I think you should buy tickets and go down there and raid them personally. But if you don't want to do that and you want to stay back here in Milwaukee and, and watch the games here, you can do that as well, right? Absolutely. Saturday over at uh, Major Goolsby's for a 7 o'clock face-off down there, and then uh, Sunday at Buck Bradley's for a 3 o'clock game. So um, we had uh, games last uh uh, week over um, at those two establishments and a ton of fun. You know, people really had a good time and 
Um, John Bitter, our VP of ticket sales, will be there. He has some games to play with people during the game. Can we talk about hockey bingo? Hockey yeah, bingo. hockey bingo, you betcha. Yeah, yeah hockey be, bingo. Yeah, be there for Sunday's game, and uh, uh, Saturday he'll have some other fun things to uh, to give away to the fans who come out to the game. So, so like, back, the, uh, party. back in the day, uh, John Greenberg, I would do uh, Green and Gold watch parties, right? Watch Packer games uh, with Sparky, whatever. I did it at the Mecca. I did it at Quaker Steak and Lube. I've done it at Dave & Buster's. I've been around doing it different places. And I always had, like, tic-tac-toe cards, essentially, uh, and then, you know, Rogers touchdown, uh, AJ Dillon touchdown. And I put some for the other team on there as well. So what, what do the squares look like for hockey bingo? Sure. Uh, well, it could be, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Some examples would be, uh, Abril's, uh, power play goal. Uh, okay. uh, somebody had a hooking penalty. Uh, we want a face off. Uh, our goalie, um, we had a glove save. Um, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different things to so, fill out a bingo card. If it's a viewing party, you could do stuff like spotting Admirals fan in the crowd or yeah, different stuff like that, right? Yes, absolutely. Those are certainly uh, uh, things that probably will find their way onto the card like that. So, That's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It you know, makes it interactive. And, um, you know, there's not just one winner. It goes throughout the whole game. So as things happen throughout the game, we, you know, I think uh, – Last weekend, I think we may have had eight or nine people win, which was nice. a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's not first uh, the first winner like regular bingo, and uh, John does a great job of uh, making it a lot of fun for everybody. Yeah, that's great. So, game one Saturday night, seven o'clock, Major Goolsby's viewing party. There, if you don't get tickets, to go down there and harass them, I think you should. Uh, then Buck Bradley's game two. That's three in the afternoon on Sunday. Uh, and you go hang out at Buck Bradley's with like the world's large, longest bar, I think. Uh, John, thanks so much for coming on. Make sure to buy your tickets for Wednesday's game. They need your support. They need you to be loud coming up, uh, next Wednesday night. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com and boo those Chicago Wolves. Thanks so much for coming on, John. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sparky. I appreciate it. Take care. There he is. John Greenberg on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you feeling anxious. Breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. I cannot wait for a crosstalk. I'm gonna we're gonna get to crosstalk early today. I want a reason I want to get to crosstalk early because there's I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions for Rami Makhlouf. Rami Makhlouf, um, who I've known since 2005, uh, did something I never thought he'd ever do. He went to Alabama. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing, uh, he decided to road trip and drive all the way down there. So I have, I have questions about that. Um, the other thing that I'm I'm very curious uh, about as well is uh, early thoughts on Alabama as they just got there uh, yesterday, and he's doing his show from Gulf Shores, Alabama, uh, coming up here uh, in just a few minutes. So we'll talk to Rami Makhlouf up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Not sure where Rami Makhlouf is. Hopefully he's... Somewhere safe. I think Rami knows how to swim, so I'm not too worried about the water. But what if there was a shark? I have sharks down in Gulf Shores. I can't hear you, Adam. That whole microphone thing tricks you up. Yes. We're going to have to start taking drinks of water every time I try to talk, and I forget to turn my mic on. But, yeah, it's dangerous down there in the Gulf Coast. It can be. sharks all around the place. Right? I think the East Coast, like Atlantic Ocean, Great whites tend to be a lot more common, but those tiger sharks, they're out there, man. Yeah, uh, so hopefully Rami 
uh, isn't having an issue with any sharks per se. Uh, so while we wait for uh, Rami Magalov, I want to kind of go over the NBA draft. We haven't really talked about it too much, but the Milwaukee Bucks do have a draft pick, folks. They do have a draft pick at the end of the day and really want to kind of look ahead uh, as far as who or what may kind of be in that area uh, as far as what we're going to do. Oh, Rami uh, did did reply to me. Uh, and says he's ready to go. So I guess I will pot him up and see if he's there. Rami Makhlouf, can you hear me? Uh, no. No. I, no. I, uh, let's see here. I just went to you. There he is. There's Rami Makhlouf. Hey, guys. How oh, are you? Good. You said you were ready. I went to you, and then there was nothing. So My bad. Fair. I meant, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to dial up now. Yeah. So, you know, the time it took me to dial up, you went and checked for me. Right away. Here I, here I am. Robbie Makloff, uh, first things first, uh, I, I would like to say congratulations on being in the uh, Alabama uh, and Gulf Shores. I, I guess your first thoughts on what you have seen to this point. Um, well, I told Sam and Toby yesterday while I was driving, there was a, there was a guy on the road who went flying past us who had his foot hanging out the, on the driver's side, had his foot hanging out the window. Very common. Resting on the uh, the rear view. I was like, yeah, we're in Alabama. That's very very common down there. Yeah, it's just in the south in general. Not just an Alabama thing, just mm-hmm. in general, yeah. That's weird, dude. You're driving with your foot out the window? I've seen people do it on the passenger side, yeah. but you're driving with your foot out the window. Yeah. That's weird. Um, and it's a cool little, you know, it's a cool little touristy beach town. I know the map says Alabama. I, I, I feel like I'm in Florida. I think, I mean, and we are right on the, the edge of people call this Florabama, don't they? Uh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I've heard people call this, refer to this as Florabama. So it's very Florida like. It feels like Florida here. And it's beautiful. The ocean is right outside our, our patio here. Um, it's nice. This is the closest I've ever been to the ocean in my adult life. Have you been in the ocean yet? Hell no. Get in the ocean. Everything in there wants to kill you, including the ocean itself, Sparky. What am I going in the ocean for? I see it just fine for my patio. What's so great about being in? I've been in water, okay? I've experienced the sensation of being in water before. What about like seashells and and coral and and that stuff? I mean, that's all great stuff. It's all the stuff I'm trying to avoid by not going into the ocean. I, I plan on spending all day on the beach tomorrow if weather cooperates. But not going in the fun. water. No, I'm going to hang out on the beach and drink myself silly and then come back in the Airbnb and sleep it off. That's the plan. You can do that at home. Why did you go all the but way to Alabama the beach. to do that? Not with the beach. Of course, you go, you go down to like seven bridges and go down there and sit on the beach and do whatever you got to do and go. No, home. this is take this an is Uber. Beautiful out here. This is beautiful out here. You know what? Is Sam listening right now? Is he in the studio? Yeah, he's over there. I don't know if he's listening or not. He's got like a comatose face going on. I don't. I don't think he's listening. Put a, put up a poll. Should Rami go in the ocean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? And if you and if you say yes, I want you to tell me why. What is so great? People people always give me a hard time about this, and I like the risk reward. The water thing, is warm. Sparky. You're on. You're in the Gulf, so the the water is going to be warm. Again, it's not going I've, to be cold. I've experienced the sensation of being in warm. There's literally a pool right right between us no, no, and no, the no, ocean. No. I there's be, a pool right below I'd me. Be, that I, it's that's warm. No, no, I'd be willing to bet the Gulf is warmer than your that pool. 
But okay, so what? Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be willing water. to bet it. All right, Sam's not coming you... out of the studio. Sam, I don't think you heard this. Uh, Rami would like you to put up a poll question today, uh, <laughs> whether or not he should go in the ocean or not. And he would should like Rami ex- go in the ocean, and he'd like an if explanation you answer, if you think if you he answer why does belong. Please explain. Right. That, that's that's everything that that that. What needs is to so be great said. about the ocean that people keep wanting me in there? What is so great about it, man? I don't see it. It's it's water. I I think it's a great thing. Go swimming in the ocean, all no, that stuff. You don't need to go in the ocean. Oh no! Thank you, Sam. Scary cat. Right? What are you scared about? Everything. Oh my Everything. god! I don't want to die. <laughs> you know what I've noticed? Do you know how much? Look, do you know how much like more like sanitary the water is in a sanitary. pool? And how yeah, much you man. don't have to worry People about? People pee in a public Sam, pool Sam, all the time. The, okay, Sam if you're with weirdos. Sam brings up a great point. Sam brings up. He's a, in a public everything. pool. Are you not in a public pool? Man, who knows what's in the ocean? No, Rami. Rami, are you in a public pool? The one here? Yes. I mean, it's for, yeah, it's for the yeah, building. Okay, the so you have no idea who's peeing in that pool well, or not. You have not a clue here, in the world. If, here's okay, the well, if you're a weirdos, but even if people are peeing in the pool, it's still probably more sanitary than what's in the ocean. Oh, the ocean's yeah, great, man. And the the yeah. temperature of the water, you know, like, it's probably nicer and everything. Like, you can see what's in front of you. So, I, yeah, I just pool all day. Sparky, in, in addition to everything in the water. Put this poll up. I want to see what people say. It's up there. Oh, Adam's already got it up. Good. Okay. In addition to everything in the water and the water itself wanting to kill you, everything in the ocean and the ocean itself, it wants you dead <sighs> as soon as you step in there. In addition to that, Sam is right. Like, you're talking about maybe a few kids peeing in the pool if I was to get into a public pool. Dude, the ocean is... The toilet for everything that lives in, in there. Every, whales, sharks, fish, octopus, oh, you name it. From God. the smallest organisms to yeah. the largest organisms. Yeah. That is their toilet. That We're we just swimming in their waste. I mean, not just like, you know, pee and poop. Everything that comes out of their body. I mean, everything that comes out of any sea creature's body <laughs> is just floating around in there. And you yeah. just go, go and, oh, we're going to splash around and have a good time. No, man. Well, it's not fun. Well, I mean, like, humans, like, we're literally not even made to, like, be in the water for, like, that long, you know? Like, we're literally, that's, like, the one territory that we're, like, destined to, like, exactly. perish in. Exactly. Oh, Salmon's right, man. It's not, we're not made for that. That's not what are, we were built for. You guys right? are crazy. Absolutely crazy. What's coming up on You're your... You're crazy. You want to go in the ocean with sharks and I, dolphins? I've been in the, the ocean probably place. a dozen times in my life. At least. Yeah, you've gotten lucky nothing is what you're saying. Ever, <laughs> nothing has ever, ever happened. Ever. Like, I don't understand. But that's fine. Y'all don't want to go in the ocean. Don't go in the ocean. That's what a fine. weird conversation. <laughs> no, no, trust me. We've had... No, but, we need to have this conversation because people that go down <laughs> south like think that every lake is like, oh, let me just go down there in the lake. Meanwhile, there's probably like alligators crocodiles everything in there not even we Dude, haven't even talked about the ocean yet so no we need to have there, this conversation from midwesterners in there that will swim in your pee hole dude just oh my right god you have no, just issues saying, all right you swim. have issues lots Tiny of issues organisms living in the ocean that'll just yes, looking organisms. for an opening yeah, just sure. looking for an opening and a yeah. host body okay yeah, yeah okay just looking for it so tell me about the drive down your 16 hour decision uh, of driving straight through tell me how that went it was cool. It was fine. We did, took shifts. It was fine. We stopped for food. We stopped for snacks. We stopped. Did for you drinks. stop and sit down and eat, or was it all drive-through? No, we did. We we stopped at uh, I, <laughs> I, I when I travel, Sparky, on the rare occasion that I do travel, um, I do want to try like good restaurants in the area for sure, and we plan on getting some seafood while down here. But um, I also 
always like to test out local fast food cuisine, you know, like chains that are unique to okay. that region of the country. So stopped at a Zaxby's you had it. on the way down here. I've had Zaxby's before, yeah. And got me a chicken sandwich. Yep. Got the old chicken sandwich. I've it's had comparable it. comparable to like a, a Popeye's. The chicken is it's better. Not, it's not. No, no. The chicken itself was better. It was juicier. It seemed fresher and, and better prepared, like the chicken itself. But the sauce on it, 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 it was lacking compared to a Popeye's. It, it left me wanting more. When you talk about the uh, the spicy sauce put on the sandwich at Zaxby's, you should see if you can get some smelt while you're down there. Yeah, Leroy. Smelt? Leroy, if you go on Leroy's Twitter feed, he was asking people whether or not he should have the smelt because uh, he's up in the middle of uh, northern Wisconsin uh, at a bar called the Mine Shaft, and they were trying to get him to eat some deep fried smelt, and Leroy was not having any of it. So a lot of people were trying to trying to get him to have some. Others were telling him don't touch it. So. Yeah, that, that's where that Leroy is. That doesn't even sound appetizing. What is smelt? smelt doesn't sound like something you want to eat. It's uh, a kind of fish. Sometimes yeah. you use smelt to catch bigger fish. Yeah, usually it's used as a bait. Yeah. Uh, Rat tweets in, says, didn't even mention all the dead bodies in the ocean. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, dead bodies out there, people. You just hang, just floating around. Just floating around. Well, to be dead fair, bodies. people swim in Lake Michigan, and there's probably some corpses at the bottom of that no, lake. No, they're, they're not going to Lake Michigan. Right. We're if talking about going, a pool. If they Going in ocean, they're not going. They're not going in Lake Michigan. I know I'm not getting in Lake Michigan. I got into Lake Michigan once. I got a skin rash. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a you issue. No. (laughs) Well, now that explains why you won't go in the ocean because you think it's going to be even worse in an ocean. No, dude. If there's one, if there's two animals I fear more than anything in my life, it's sharks and bears. Uh, uh. Not mess, and probably an alligator too. I'm not messing with those. Oh, alligators are bad in Florida now. That that's whole different. Thing that that I've been in, up close oh, to just, the alligators. I literally just came across Leroy's tweet. He ain't eating that. No, 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 no. He ain't no chance. That. No, no, man. No, he's not eating that. That's what smelt are. Yeah, they look like sardines. They look like slightly larger yeah. sardines. Yeah, Gary was Gary was kind of using that as a comparison earlier. Gary's had smelt before and sardines, I guess. Yeah. Nah, man. Nah. All right, what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. What if? What if? That was the one and only championship the Bucks will win with Giannis. How are you going to feel about that? This is what you did? You drove 16 hours and this is the best topic you could come up with? What do you mean? I mean, I had this topic before I left. I was doing the old keep it in your pocket. I thought it was a pretty good topic. Yeah, great. Going to the weekend, talking about if Giannis about only are, wins one. Great topic on gonna, a Friday. Are we going to treat this the way that we do Aaron Rodgers and the yes, Packers? Yes, absolutely. So Giannis is going to be a choke artist, and the Packers are going to be... No, 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 uh, no, 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 stop. This all will depend on how it goes down, right? So if Giannis gets the postseason and doesn't look like he does in the regular season, then yeah, the same things will be said like they are about Rodgers. But if Giannis goes to the postseason and continues to drop 40 and 50-point games, no, they're not going to call him a choke artist. I mean, Rodgers has had some good postseason games, but he still gets the blame when they lose. Because he doesn't, they didn't score an offensive touchdown against no, San Francisco. Of, I know San Francisco aside, I, I, you've, I've told you before. Both yeah, San Francisco games. The first San Francisco game they lost was on the defense. Yes, they gave up like 500 yards rushing. Yeah. Fine, I get that. But in the case and scenario that we're talking about with Giannis, and again they're different sports. But in the case we're talking about with Giannis, that dude has done d- d- done nothing short but dominate most of the time he's been on the floor. Mm-hmm. Rodgers, so uh, no, I don't see it that way. We'll talk about that. Definitely uh, not right. with Brett. Brett threw pick after pick after pick. So he's definitely not in the conversation. 
Ryan Horvat, BetMGM Tonight, will be here at 345. Oh, as he God. Is don't ask him that Friday. question, please. No, let's Why? ask him that question. No, don't ask Mr. Rogers, president of his fan club, that question, please. I will ask. I In will fact, ask. He, he retweeted something today. I think it was from Pro Football Focus, maybe. I don't remember where it's from. It was asking who the best wide receiver in the NFL was, and Devontae Adams was not pictured. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. But you know what? Without Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football, he might slip off a lot of people's radars, man, because I'm not. that's not to take anything away well, from Well, then he was Adams. overrated and never should have been in the conversation. No, 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 no. Even, even the greatest wide receivers, you know, the, by the very nature of the position, they need somebody to put the football in their hands and somebody skilled at doing so for them to be the best version of themselves that they can be. That's just how football works. Who did Randy Moss have in Minnesota? Randy Moss had a bunch of good quarterbacks in Minnesota, good, starting with, War, good starting with or, Warren good, Moon. Good or – Warren Moon was at the end by that point. But, yes, Warren Moon was was serviceable He was still chucking that, that thing, yes. man. Sure, he but Randy Moss – you could have given Randy Moss anybody those first and few also, years, but he would have went and got it. On some level, it's unfair to be comparing people to Randy Moss. Why is that? Because he might be the best we've seen in our lifetimes. That's a whole other conversation. All right, he so really what, else, might be. what else besides Horvath do you have coming up? Four o'clock, we'll talk about which, today's going to be a championship Friday, which of the pro sports teams in the state of Wisconsin do you most want to see a championship from next? Oh, it's easy. Sparky Pfeiffer, uh, Brewers, it? easy. That's what Sam said, too, That's man. That's so I, easy. Like, yeah. no, I, I don't t- see anybody not saying Brewers. Oh, I can see a lot of people not saying Brewers. I'll explain Are why. Are the options Packers, Brewers, Bucks? And yeah. other. And, uh, yeah, you can you know, there's, you know, there's gonna so be people other like, college. Yeah, you know, there's, there's gonna be people like I want to see the Badgers win. Also, apparently, Badgers football team. winning a championship. I think that would be more impressive than the Brewers winning a championship. There's a soccer no, but team what do you coming to Milwaukee. That could be your that could be your thing. The no, new soccer team. No, until they get an MLS team, that's not gonna matter. So we'll talk about that. Tim Allen will be here at 4:30, um, and much much more fun. I love the the pettiness between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. You know, I'm looking out at the ocean right now, Steve Sparky. I'm looking out into the ocean. And there are small children just getting wrecked by waves. Yeah, like, it was, and it was I just, awesome. I used to be I one just, of those kids. I just know they're going to get they're going to get so much sea, fun. Man. You get like the paddle boards and you go way out there then the wave hits <laughs> you and you you go in <laughs> on, on the paddle board. Rami, if yeah, you're trying to suggest it. that the ocean's going to suck you away, you have a sturdier frame than those children. You will be now, just those, fine. I I'll be I'll be fine if I was to go out there. I'm a big strong man. But these, I'm, I'm looking at these kids. Big, strong, just, scared, man. I'm waiting for them to just get washed away, man. They're just going to get gonna, washed away. Why are these parents allowing this? Away, they, okay, they got floaties on. Okay, well, they're going to float a long way out there. Is what's going to happen. And well, then what? Well, then you'll report on it live in Milwaukee on the radio. <laughs> and then we'll all know what's happening, and you'll break national news, right? 1258 <laughs> on the fan. This is the Rami. Oh, looks like little Jimmy's on his way to Barbados. I wanted to do music. the show. I wanted to do the show from my patio, but the Wi-Fi is spotty out there, so I'd, I'm going to have to be indoors looking out at all the fun I could be having on the beach. Could be at Wrigley watching your Cubs get whooped 7-3 to right now in the 6th of the D-backs. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah, it's ugly. Wearing their, where they're wearing their camouflage hats today. Oh, Why are they Memorial wearing camouflage Day. hats today? Memorial Day. When's Memorial Day? Well, they probably won't be home on Monday. They are. I'll, they're home oh, on Memorial Day. I'm going to they're the game. They're playing the Brewers. They have a double oh, yeah, header on Memorial right, Day. That's right. Maybe just and you still haven't league. gotten those tickets I gave you for that game too, by the way, Mr. Rami. Oh wait, those are still. I thought those were. I thought those were burnt after I after that game. No, on out. my ballpark app, it's still saying waiting for Rami at Odyssey.com oh. to accept these tickets. Dude, so if you don't do got... that soon, I'm just gonna. Be like, well, sorry. When is the game? 
It's on. That's for Monday's game. Yes, May thirtieth. I won't be in town, so please, please rescind that and give them to somebody else. I appreciate it though, Adam. Thanks a lot, man. I really thought those were burnt after after the rain out. So nope. sorry for never replying to that. No, man, they just rescheduled the game as a doubleheader. Why would they be no, burnt? I meant like I meant him sending me those tickets was something that was. I figured he could use them, essentially, is what I'm saying. I figured oh. he could end up using yep. them. Oh, no. Them I'm going. I'm looking forward to going. Yeah, give them to somebody else, Adam. I appreciate the gesture, though. Man. Give them to Thanks a Brewers fan this time, Adam. Uh, all right. Up next is Rami Makhlouf and the Rami Show, along with Sam Schmitz, the Scaredy Cats. Up next here at 3. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.